Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Greetings and salutations, my wow. brother. Wow. Wow, that was very biblical, scriptural ah, almost. You like that, huh? Grace and peace to you. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, quarantine's still going on. It's we're still s- happening. We're still here. Uh, you're still there. And uh, and we're taking this head on. And we, we want to not just glaze over it, but uh, but put this out there in the podcast sphere for uh, forever and just talk about how we should be living our lives. You know, we do things differently during quarantine. In fact... Uh, this morning, I had for breakfast a smoothie that was an almond milk and berry smoothie because wow, not only do you. I want to be healthy, but I want to be a little bit pretentious at the same time. <laughs> so not regular milk, but almond milk. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself after that. I feel like I don't have to work out now. Right? Yeah, I mean, after we get this Compass Active launched, then I can use you as a spokesperson. There we go. It, it all started with the quarantine. I'll just smile like... Well, no, Jared from Subway is not no, a good guy to throw out we there shouldn't anymore. Use him anymore. No, yeah, that's unfortunate, dude. We need a new. I, I know he was he was he was going strong for about yeah. a good decade, and yeah. then it just crashed. We need a godly Jared. Yeah, that is not a despicable human being. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, you're doing some some things different, I'm sure, and and even there's been some memes that have been thrown out there about yeah. uh, how this has changed some things. Kellen, you came across a, a few of those, didn't you? Yeah. I, well, the first one that I came across, a friend sent it to me. It was a a Jehovah's Witness guy, and he was kind of just sitting on the table, and he looked just like sad and depressed. And it it, it read, uh, Jehovah's Witness knowing everyone is at home, but he can't get out to go knock on the door. <laughs> Social distance witnessing. Yeah. He's got a six-foot knocker that he can hit the door with. And that, I'm surprised they haven't came up with something. Hey, you know. Give it a little time, and I bet they will. The, exactly. the other one that I saw was, um, so Steph Curry's basketball player, and this was a, a, about a month ago now when it all first started. And he was sitting there, and they were having a, he was having a conversation uh, just with a lot of reporters, and the coronavirus had just came out, and they were asking him just his opinion on it and things like that. And, you know, just normal circumstance, he kind of clears his throat, and like anybody would, he, he was about to lean to the side and cough, and he took a deep breath to kind of let a cough out to the side. And as he backed up, he kind of caught himself and realized, like, if I cough, if I cough this could be a, a million-dollar cough that I'm going to lose. And he kind of, he, he took a deep breath in as he was going to cough and then he came back to the microphone and kind of covered it up like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I, yeah. I can't. So it was, it was pretty impressive how quick he caught himself of like, what well, we can't do that right now. Uh, Dude, that's hard to do too. That's I mean, hard to do. I've been up preaching and felt like I, I got to just cough yeah. and you just can't. Yeah. You just got to blow through it. And that's, uh, that's not easy. Not, that's easy not easy at all. And then there was that other one that, uh, you know, it used to be people would cough to cover up. Maybe they're letting one fly secretly, a little silent but deadly action going out there or whatever. Maybe not so silent. But now it's like, well, I'll, I'll let that fly and, yeah. and use that to cover up a, a cough just to make sure that I'm not uh, looked at sideways yeah, out in public. Yeah, that's more acceptable. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying people should go out and do this, but, like, if somebody coughs in a store right now, it'll clear out the aisle. Like, yeah. if, if you want... If you want to express lane like to yourself and you're like, you know what? I don't like waiting in these lines. Just just let out a cough. No, don't do that because then you're going to come back uh, to us. But uh, I'm just saying I, I've seen it in action and how many heads turn when people cough nowadays. It's crazy. Right, like, right. It's just a cough. Like, if you've got complaints about what Kellen just said, you can email Brandon at CompassChurch.org. Again, <laughs> exactly. that's uh, Brandon at CompassChurch.org. Yeah, but things are different. Yeah. And we are home. Uh, we are living life differently differently. Um, 
we're, our routines don't look anything like they used to work yeah. for a lot of people doesn't look anything like it used to some of the men listening to this you guys don't have work right now and and we understand how difficult uh, just what you're facing is and uh, and yet at the same time uh, there's one job that all of us as believers have that uh, that hasn't um, that hasn't changed right yeah. that's still the same today as it was before the quarantine it's still going to be the same after the quarantine in fact it's still going to be the same uh, for the rest of our lives. And, and Kellen, what is that job that we have, that work that we still need to be about? We need to be evangelizing, and we need to be sharing the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Um, and it's one that, yes, we, we've always had it, but there, there's no time like now. And I think, again, you can always say that, but specifically right now, there's a, a, a pandemic going on across the entire globe. There's not one person out there um, that is unaware in some way, shape, or form of what's going on. And really what it's causing is just a lot of stress and, and anxiety with people because their loss of control. And this is, as Christians, where we can come in and say, yeah, maybe we have a loss of control, but there is a God that we believe in and that has full control, that is sovereign over this entire situation. And we see it in, you know, Old Testament throughout the New, like, God brings these trials in our lives sometimes to point our attention to him, for us to be glorifying him. And this is an opportune time for us as Christians just to go out to people that have no hope and say, look, here's the hope that we have. And, and you can have this hope by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and repenting from uh, your sins and, and living life for him. And, and that takes a huge burden off of us. And it's important that we share this now. And it was a great article that that came out from the Gospel Coalition uh, that that gave 10 ways that we can go out, and they're very practical and things that we can start doing today. And I'm, I'm excited to to walk through a few of those um, and even talk through how can we go make a difference today. And if you haven't been evangelizing, if you're one of those people that have been like, man, I, I hear my, my pastors and my leaders and people at church talking about how they can, and I just hadn't found a way. Here's a, here's a few easy things to do that you can go make an impact today with it. Right, that article that Kellen's talking about, it's called 10 Simple Ways to Evangelize During a Pandemic. 10 Simple Ways to Evangelize During a Pandemic. It's by Paul uh, Worcester, and it's on the Gospel Coalition website. You can find it there. But yeah, we're going to walk through a, a few of these. Um, yeah, I mean, people are not only looking for some sort of, of reason for all this, which God's sovereignty certainly factors into the answer there, but they're also looking for you know, unlike maybe any other time in their lives, death is is steps yeah. away, right? Yep. In fact, even in, in daily Bible reading here at our church recently, we were reading in First Samuel. In fact, it's this morning's reading. It won't be this morning when you're listening to this, but it was for us today. So <laughs> uh, it, David tells Jonathan, I, I'm, a, I'm but a few steps away from death yep. when he's talking about Saul wanting to kill him. And now we've got people listening to this that they're sitting there going, that's me. Yeah. And coronavirus is right around the corner and people are dying. Younger people are dying. Right. You know, I heard of a 20-year-old in Michigan who was otherwise in, in decent health, wanting to go to Michigan State University to play football for them. And he died from this, yeah. right? So you've got a world that's, that's all of a sudden death is very real for these people that have been trying to live their lives to escape it. Mm -hmm. And the hope that we have as Christians is a hope that transcends death. Yeah that doesn't say, oh, don't worry about it. This isn't going to impact you. You're not going to get it. Uh, but a hope that says, look, no matter what happens, there's, there's something that you can believe in and trust in. There's someone that you can believe in and trust in that's going to transcend that. So right. yeah, evangelism's huge during this time. So 
Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about a few of these. Uh, how about that that first one? Reaching out to a lost friend. Yeah, that that one is uh, one that I think we all have our contacts, and sometimes if you look at your iPhone or Android, um, sorry if you have that, but um, the <laughs> contacts, <laughs> I know, right? The contacts that you have I- within your phone, and more often than not, we have way more contacts than we ever need, and. Sometimes I even look at it and I'm like, why do I have this many? I, I haven't talked to this person in five years. Right. Uh, but I think a time like this is, is perfect. You look at the contacts list and there's people that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, it's a great time to just go down your list and say, who are the people that I haven't talked to? Who are the people that I know are lost out there that I can just reach out to and say, hey, you know, uh, was just thinking about you. How are you doing? Uh, how is everything going on? And again, you just asking that question, you don't even have to say coronavirus nowadays. You just say, how is everything going? People are going to give you their response to corona. Like, mm-hmm. this is how it's going. This is how my family is doing. This is how we're doing with the, the quarantine. Uh, so it, again, it just leads into that conversation. But I think reaching out to lost friends specifically, because more often than not, if you if you engage in conversation and you get a little bit deep, people get to the point where they're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, we're just, we're hoping this all ends. We're hoping this happens. Uh, you know, nobody knows what's going on. Uh, and you get into that conversation uh, about the gospel, really, and, and how we can have hope. And, you know, there is somebody that knows what's going on. There's, there's actually somebody that's in full control, and that's God. And, uh, but yeah, going down the call is checking in on your lost friends. And what, what you'll see, and, and, and I've seen this, is the difference between. Uh, people that are lost, and then also your your Christian brothers and sisters in Christ. There's just a, a hope when you call them. They're, they're genuine, genuinely like it, not joyful. I should say during this conversation is like, hey, we're trusting the Lord. We're looking to where we could be serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking to, to meet the needs of our neighbors. It, it's it's an awesome conversation. And typically, when you go to those lost friends, sometimes they're like, I don't know what to do. Right. Um, so yeah, being able to just go through your call log, uh, your contacts, and see who you can reach out to. Right, right. And not just on your your phones, man. Uh, if you if you're on social media, you're yeah. on Facebook. Look through your Facebook friends. Look through your Instagram followers. Look through your Twitter followers. Um, reach out on those platforms. Let's redeem these platforms mm-hmm. as uh, as fields for the gospel to be preached on. Um, and so reach out. Uh, Kellen was just talking about they're, they're, they're ready to talk, and, and they're looking for hope. And so many of the, the people that aren't followers of Christ are sitting there going, we don't know what to do. Well, here's the reality, man, is eventually we're going to come down the backside of this mm-hmm. pandemic, and things are going to be able, begin to, to return to a, a state of normalcy, whatever that's going to look like. But the urgency is going to fade. And when the urgency fades and comfort returns in some regards, a huge opportunity for us as the church is going to be gone. Yeah. And does that mean that God can't still save? Absolutely not. Of course God can still save, no matter what the context. But let's not waste people's anxiety right now uh, as an on-ramp to get them to the gospel. Uh, another one, another uh, thing on here is to go for a walk. Go for a walk. That's something my family and I have been doing you know, twice a day mostly because we've got five kids at home, and if we don't go for a walk... <laughs> uh, it is chaos. It's Yeah, and we go crazy, right? Yeah. So we have to get out of the house. But I don't know if y'all have noticed the same thing that I have, and that is even just as you're out and about driving to the grocery store back and forth, wherever, people are walking everywhere, everywhere. right now. Everywhere. They just want to be outside. They have to get out of the house. And the, I guess maybe one of the difficulties is a lot of times they're they're passing you on the sidewalk with like ten feet of social distancing, right? They're they're, yeah, they're yeah. going way around you. Sure. 
But if, if you're out for a walk and you see your neighbors out in front of their house washing their car or trimming their, their trees or mowing the lawn or whatever they're doing just outside their house, this is a great opportunity to stop and talk to them. Yep. Um, and I love what, what he says here in the Gospel Coalition article. He says not only to, to talk with them, but to serve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of our, our outreach to people is, is to, to be their servants, is to uh, allow our actions to, to set the table as a platform for us to then preach the gospel, Yeah, um, which we definitely have to get to preaching the gospel. Right. Uh, but, uh, but look for ways to serve your neighbors. So, uh, Kellen, how about you and, uh, and your family? What have you guys experienced with, with this one going on a walk around your neighborhood? Yeah, walks. Walks have been great, and same thing like you. I don't have five, but, um, you know, my three need to, to get out for those walks as well. Especially but that little infant? The little infant. Yeah, yeah he, he's the hardest one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, getting out for walks uh, have been great. And one thing that, you know, I, I've spoke about this before, but one thing that I like to use as an evangelism tool is is the shirts that I wear. Um, and being able to wear a Compass Bible shirt, right, or, you know, a shirt with a cross on it, it, it always draws attention, but it is drawn more attention now than ever. Like, yeah. um, you know, people just commenting, saying, yeah, I agree with that. I love your shirt. Or, uh, you know, somebody that may not agree with it, they, they kind of stare at it and scowl at it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it might just spark a conversation, but just going out for those walks. And, and I think what's important here is, as you mentioned, people are willing to talk, your neighbors and all, all that. Uh, and they they typically have a generic statement of like, oh, you know how this corona is. Like, I think we need to be prepared. And this is that first Peter 3.15 is always being prepared to make a defense. And this, yes, it's a defense, but always being prepared to share the hope. So people are going to always throw it back at you of like, hey, how are y'all doing? And that's where you can find that gospel on ramp right. and almost being prepared. Almost, I don't want to make it sound so scripty, but but having a script to get on the ramp, right, right? and and get into the conversation and being prepared for that, uh, because people are going to ask you when you're out on walks and people want to talk. So right. being prepared to have those conversations when you're walking with your family. But uh, yeah, seek them out. Yeah, it's interesting just God's timing and everything. Amanda and I were, uh, my wife and I were in in Dallas uh, right before all of this really ramped up. Um, and uh, we were at Matt Chandler's church there, the Village Church in Dallas, and he was preaching a sermon uh, about reaching and, mm-hmm. and getting out, and he was talking about reaching our neighborhoods and then reaching the nation and then reaching the world yeah. and kind of these concentric circles, but he was talking about reaching our neighborhoods first, and one of the things that he was encouraging even then, which I thought was, was just super apropos now as we're in the middle of it, he said, go for a walk and pray for the houses in your neighborhood. Right. As you're walking through your neighborhood, pray for every house on your street. If you know the people there by name, if you know what's going on in their lives, if, the, if you know, hey, that this family, Joe and Beth, they've got marriage problems, you know, pray for that family and pray that, that God would, yeah. would restore their marriage and reconcile them. If you know that this person's lost over here, pray that God would bring salvation to that house. And he said, if nothing else, go and pray blessings on the other houses in your neighborhood, that sure. God would be favorable to them. Um, and he said, that's just a great way to develop a, a heart of compassion for the people in, in your neighborhood, which... I think is is key to yeah. us uh, being effective evangelists. These next three, I'm going to kind of group them together just for sake of, of time a little bit because they all kind of build yeah. on one another. Um, but the the first one, use technology to make social connections. We've talked about that a little bit already with social media there. Uh, but then four and five, uh, invite people to watch online worship services at your church or not at your church, but with you. Um, and then number five, invite people to your virtual small groups. So this is all really about taking technology and yeah. redeeming it, right, uh, for, for good during this time and, uh, and for something that's going to be helpful. 
Um, and it begins with ha- have people watch your online worship services with you, mm-hmm. whether that's Zoom and you're sharing your screen on that. Or I know on Facebook now you can host a, a watch party on Facebook and people can comment together and yeah, things like yeah. that on on those videos. But but do something like that. Invite people to – it's like inviting them to church. You're just inviting them to church on the screen, which, I mean, come on, we're setting a pretty low bar at this point, right? right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, inviting them to watch the service. But then beyond that, and Kellen, I want to throw it to you because you've had some monster success in this regard, but inviting people to your virtual small groups. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome to see how many people are, just, again, with this pandemic going on, uh, the ease, like you mentioned, of just being able to go click a button and be in the virtual small group, like all of those things uh help that conversation. And, you know, I think for me, it's just just putting it out there of like, hey, we got this going on. We pray. Uh, we talk about, you know, the hope that we can have in, in Christ and knowing that he's sovereign and he's in control. And we just talk about what's going on in life. And, you know, guys, as much as they don't want to admit it a lot of times because of the pride factor that we, we tend to have is like guys want to be connected. Like we were built to be in relationship and in fellowship. That's just how God created us. Uh, I think women do a much better job of it, but men were created the same way to have that fellowship. And when you, now that they have the opportunity to do it, they don't, they can't just go outside anymore. More people are, are prone to say, you know what, I'll take you up on that. And then they come on there and they see, oh, you know, this men's Bible study is not so bad. It's actually great. I, I enjoyed it. It, it. it uplifted my day. And, you know, it, it starts there. But we've had a lot of guys just come on just from an invite. So I would just say invite guys. The worst they can say is like, hey, I'm not I'm, – no, I'm not going to show up. Okay, well, you they weren't there anyway, so it's not like you lost right. somebody in the group. So right. all you did was extend an invitation, and, and God can work on their heart by you extending that invitation and, and pull them into those groups. And you just never know how, uh, again, God continued to work on their heart. And once we come out of this, then they might be somebody that gets plugged into your in-person group uh, and goes from there. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, let's talk about the the next one here, and that's practice three habits for evangelism. We've we've talked about that that first one, even walking around our neighborhoods praying, but not just praying for our neighborhoods, but praying for open doors. Um, you know, man, if if you're not praying that God will bring evangelism opportunities into your life, that's something that is talk about low hanging fruit. Right. I mean, we're just talking about daily that being part of your prayer to God, saying, "God, bring somebody across my path today who needs to hear the gospel." And then the next steps in there is you actually have to have the boldness and courage to share the gospel with them. Yep. So, uh, you know, this is a prayer that I would say don't pray if you're not willing to, to open your mouth and, and right. share the gospel. God's going to bring lost across your path. Um, and so, yeah, be praying for them. But the second one there, create a list of people to pray for and follow up with. You know, guys, think like Kellen was saying earlier, as you go through your phone list, we, we have so many connections in our lives that we just don't think about mm-hmm. unless we're face-to-face with them or unless we s- see them on a weekly basis. But go through your phone list and and find those in your, your contact list who don't know Christ and write their names down in wherever you pray, whether that's an app like Echo or PrayerMate or you keep a spreadsheet on you know Google Drive or whatever. Write their names down and start praying specifically for that those people, and then uh, seek opportunities to connect with them. Figure out a way to say, hey, how can I reach out to this person? If, if something during the day reminds you of them, send them a text that said, hey, I just came across this. It reminded me of uh, when you and I did this together or when we had this happen together. You know, it may have been three or four years since you saw the person, but, you know, you've got a, a, a connection point there, and that's going to maybe 
spark a conversation where then you can get the gospel before them. Right. So create that list, pray for that list, follow up through that, um, and then that, that flows into the third habit that, uh, that he talks about here, which is to plan to spend time with lost right. family and friends. Yep. Uh, sometimes that's something that, that we try to avoid yep. because it's, it's hard. It's tough. Um, mm-hmm. But plan to be intentional about saying, no, I'm going to make sure that I am spending time around the people that need yeah. to hear the gospel. Yeah, yeah, and that's that part is important just in regards to the follow-up and planning to spend time because, yeah, like you said, it, it's so easy to say, like, well, I'd much rather be in fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, we, we would, and that, that's a fact. We all would, but that's not the great commission that God gave us. It wasn't. Hey, I'm gonna I'm going to change your heart, change your life, and I'm gonna adopt you into my family. And then I want you just to group up with the family and stay together, keep that strength. And he said, go, go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And so that means we gotta go out and make disciples. Now, there is that time of fellowship and encouragement because we all need that, and that's what the church is is for and, and fellowship is for. But then after, we're supposed to go out and create more disciples. So we gotta keep that in mind and plan for that time. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Well, again, man, your work life may look different. Your jobs may look different. The responsibilities that you have may look different, but there's one thing uh, that has not changed. Well, at least one thing that has not changed. And that is that we all have the same job to do to go out and reach the lost. We need to be reaching. We need to be evangelizing. Uh, we need to be using a time that God has provided for us that's a unique time in our lives that uh, that people are willing to listen. They're willing to hear about Christ and the gospel. So seize this opportunity, men. Uh, Even today, as you're listening to this, start to put some of these things into practice. Again, the article is 10 Simple Ways to Evangelize During a Pandemic, and that's on the Gospel Coalition, 10 Simple Ways to Evangelize During a Pandemic. We'd love you guys to check out all 10 and uh, and to think about how you can implement some of those in your life. But uh, in the meantime, Kellen and I are going to be praying for you guys that uh, you will be effective witnesses for Christ, that uh, he will bring people across your path for you to share the gospel with, that you will have the boldness and courage to do that. And we will talk to y'all again next time.